Welcome, welcome to Fashion Love Stories by Susanna Galanes. This is season two. My name is Susanna and I'm a jewelry designer from New York City. I'm also an artist and uh, now these days a podcaster. I have uh, so many interests to share with you and I'm so delighted to be here and uh, share some of my joys, my loves, my passions, my experiences, my dreams, my aspirations, my friends, my travels and my life with you and uh, I'm so honored that you are here listening to me and uh, I'm delighted to be here and uh, I'm doing this because I love you. This podcast is uh, being sponsored to you by Susanna Galani's Jewelry, Age of Gods. Please visit me at susannagalanis.com and please uh, contact me there as well or uh, email me at susanna at susannagalanis.com. Reminder, please listen until the end of the episode because usually I include a surprise or a bonus. In this episode, I'm going to continue with the fashion show and uh, the times uh, in around 1973 where the Battle of Versailles, the fashion show between the Americans and the French, and the whole era, the 1970s. I was initially inspired by Holston, the miniseries, and uh, um, it was the right timing for me. Although I was familiar with uh, Holston and uh, his um, creativity and his style, there is so much going on in fashion, and uh, I got derailed a little bit. And the timing right now to revisit uh, Holston, um, who is is one of my favorite designers, I must say, because I appreciate his style, his aesthetic. The timing was right because I was getting so bored with all these lockdowns and the COVID the last year and a half that um, we were um, not allowed to do certain things and not uh, being able to go out and mingle freely and be the fashionistas that uh, we all should be and we we are like myself and um, it was just uh, getting to be very boring so i was watching the mini series and uh, wow i was fascinated the whole sonera and the Battle of Versailles is still uh, exciting and it fascinates me and um, it has awakened my desire to live again, to participate in fashion again, to to go for glamour again, to, to dress up again, to do the makeup, the hair, the sexy looks, the going out, the, all the fashion scenes, the fashion shows, the publicists, the... PR, the whatever was making me excited as a jeweler designer and as a fashion uh, person that I am, um, I was immersed in uh, fashion for many, many years and I missed all that. And uh, uh, watching uh, the fashionable um, 
miniseries uh, that depicted the life and times of uh, New York-based uh, fashion designer Holston and um, the whole history around uh, his times in the 1970s uh, has created uh, the need for me to just uh, do more research to relieve those times, uh, if not for uh, curiosity, because I know a lot of these things, but as an escape to relieve this uh, um, era, the times, because at the times right now, very scary, very boring, very constricted, very ugly, I would say, although personally I have uh, no complaint, everything is well and I'm very blessed to have a beautiful life that I do have and the gifts that I have in my life, I'm not complaining at all, in contrast, I'm very, very grateful, but I'm also grateful for everything that all these amazing designers and fashionistas have contributed and left uh, for us to revisit and enjoy and relieve uh, those glamorous days. So I'm uh, continuing uh, with uh, doing more research and uh, learning more about uh, the the topic of the Battle of Versailles, the, the fashion shows that the American designers and the French designers showed in 1973 in uh, the Palace of Versailles and it became a competition by the media although it was not initially a competition it was uh, a charity event um, and uh, I will be speaking to you more about that because personally I find it fascinating and I cannot stop here I felt I needed to do a part two and I'm also going to inform you that during this uh, series of Holston, I discovered two other personalities that I'm going to do a specific individual uh, podcast, uh, Eleanor Lambert, the publicist uh, who created um, the, um, who, who initiated actually the the show the, at the Palace of Versailles and uh, another American, uh, actually Italian, Italian personality Elsa Peretti who became a major American designer working for Tiffany's and she's a legend on her own so it was through this series that these two um, personalities uh, popped up and I found uh, them very interesting and uh, I want to do a separate um, podcast so here uh, I'm going to continue with um, the more stories and more details about the Battle of Versailles. I hope you like. The glittering crowd have turned out for the fashion event of the year. The whole thing was this magical moment in time. Paris was it. We were um, dominant Americans. The French couldn't care less. For four decades, there was no showing of American fashion in France. But the American culture had changed. Well, I'm not a crook. People wanted to be challenged. It was a new concept. Black is beautiful. Wanted to be surprised. Me, to be in the Palais Versailles. <laughs> Kings and queens went to it, and they wore crowns. It was crazy. The Americans were invading Paris. Oscar de la Renta. He's one of my favorite. Bill Blast. 
total glamour. Ann Klein, he was right on time with contemporary women. Halston, he had a natural elegance. Stephen Burroughs was the street. Stephen was fun. When you get everything you experience ends up coming out. And everybody wanted to be the star. Completely chaotic. Halston got really angry. He was furious. Cat fight. Liza gave a speech. Don't worry, girls, we can do anything. Oh my God, this is really sexy. I walked like I was defying exactly who they were. It happened so fast. It, it left you speechless. It was a complete fairy tale. Don't you love fairy tales? I do. Darlings, it's the day after, the day after the Battle of Versailles podcast has been uploaded and um, my research uh, on this particular subject is still going on because I'm really fascinated. I'm fascinated with that era. I'm fascinated with uh, the creativity, the style, the image, the beauty, the glamour, the energy and the perseverance and the winning, the winning spirit of the American designers. Not that I don't uh, love the French and not that I'm taking part of this as uh, a side and saying, oh, we won. I'm not about that. I'm about the entire event that happened and uh, what contributed um, from this experience in the fashion world. Uh, the Americans, um, they, uh, they showed themselves to be uh, vibrant, to be winners, to be tough, uh, good competitors. And uh, the French were very chic in accepting and admiring the American spirit. And the whole combination uh, to me is very admirable and um, I'm fascinated, uh, definitely uh, in this particular case, I'm fascinated with the glamour of the 70s uh, and the chic and the beauty looks, the sexy, liberating, free, uh, uninhibited, um, theatrical, uh, uh, in a very modern way, because the French were also very theatrical in their uh, uh, presentations, but they were very old world uh, here. Uh, I am fascinated and I'm appreciate appreciating the freshness, the youthfulness, the sexiness, the coolness, the whole combination of the uh, music and the showmanship and the energy and the lighting and the simplicity, focusing on, uh, on um, new and um, a new era was uh, created and uh, I'm still looking into this subject and while I'm having my coffee my espresso this morning I'm reading town and country and um, I assume um, I assume um, this particular article I'm trying to find um, getting distracted a little bit I'm trying to find the article so I can read it to you I'm assuming uh, 
Okay, I got it. <laughs> My iPad was going crazy, playing games with me. I'm assuming the writer uh, of this particular article from Town and Country magazine, townandcountry.com. Her name is Meg Donahue. Uh, she was inspired, uh, like all of us, by the Holston uh, miniseries, and it's very uh, current. Uh, the date is uh, May 26, uh, 2021, um, of this article, and I'm going to read it to you because it's pretty much saying everything uh, that I spoke to you on the previous podcast. Uh, however, there is more details here, and I feel... Um, you should hear about it because uh, it's much better work uh, that she did and um, I I appreciate that. Um, So it's saying, uh, I'm reading, uh, I'm going to inject a little bit of my own um, wording in there as well, uh, some additional detailing that I found uh, here and there because I I read so much on this subject and um, and make it another uh, part of this Paddle of Versailles because it deserves a part two. So the title of this uh, uh, article is called How the 1973 Battle of Versailles Changed the Course of Fashion History. Okay, so the show hosted some of the most well-known designers in the world and boasted guests like Grace Kelly, Jane Birkin, and Josephine Baker. Other guests were Andy Warhol, um, um, who else? Uh, Elizabeth Taylor, and of course, uh, Liza Minnelli was another performer. So, here is the story of what went down when the fashion industry elite took over Versailles for a night. Uh, Donna Curran called her, quote, the mother of the industry, end of quote. Mussolini once reportedly called her, quote, a bitch, end of quote. But that's neither here nor there. If there is one title, fashion publicist Eleanor Lambert earned, it's a legend, quote, legend. So she's the one that uh, has initiated the Battle of Versailles fashion show. She created the New York Fashion Week, and uh, as fashionistas, we should own all that. I didn't know. I may have heard in the past, but but I forgot about it. The name was not... um, I didn't know too much about her, but now I'm going to look into her also. I may even do a... uh, another podcast on her because um, like like Dana Karen said she's the mother of the industry fashion industry so she created the New York Fashion Week the Met Gala the international best dressed list and uh, the Coty Awards over the course of her iconic 75 year career not to derail but um, regarding the best dressed list. Uh, there was a time where Queen Elizabeth was uh, part of that list and also the Duchess of Windsor was as well. Uh, the famous Duchess of Windsor was also on that list and uh, according to information that still uh, circulates <laughs> in the fashion industry, the Queen was complaining because she did not want to be on the same list with uh, the Duchess of Windsor. 
Anyway, let's go on. But arguably, Lambert's piece de resistance was the Battle of Versailles fashion show, the day that American designers made the rest of the world feel their presence, arguably, for the very first time. And that was in 1973, my darlings. Yes, here they go. They're saying that. In November 1973 event, the November 1973 event was made possible by the meeting of Lambert and Palace of Versailles curator Gerald van de Kemp, who was seeking opportunities to fundraise the palace renovations. The once immaculate compound of Louis XVI had seen better days and needed restorative work. Eleanor proposed a dinner and fashion show that would feature both French and American designers. At the time, the French were the only designers who seemed to matter in the industry. Uh, they were the couturiers and trendsetters. Everyone else, Americans included, just followed uh, their lead. So the narrative went until the Battle of Versailles. At the time also, and this is what I'm inserting here, the American designers also were paying um, the uh, French designers uh, for rights to copy and reproduce some of their styles, and it was allowed to do that. For a fee, of course. Okay, here we go to the article. The American representatives were Oscar de la Renta, Bill Blas, Anne Klein, Klein Halston, and Stephen Burroughs. Anne Klein was accompanied by her assistant, a 25-year-old, Dana Caron, who was pregnant at the time. So, here we go again. The French camp consisted of uh, Yves Saint Laurent, Hubert de Givenchy, Pierre Cardin, Emmanuel Lungaro, and Christian Dior. Um, the, the head designer was Mark Boland was his name he was participating with the rest of the men and the one woman <laughs> okay uh, no one considered the possibility that the americans could outshow the french quote everyone thought this was a joke end of quote fashion expert uh, marcella reynolds told in style the day proceedings Preceding the show was reportedly a bit of a mess for the Americans. The French were taking up all the rehearsal time and working conditions in the Decepit Palace uh, were less than ideal. Uh, there were uh, rumors, and this is what I'm inserting, that the girls were not eating, no, nothing was uh, available, they were freezing, they were leaking, there were other disgusting creatures in the vicinity and uh, it was really a bad 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 situation it was not very welcoming okay and it was cold because it was in november the american set designer had prepared using inches rather than centimeters so even the set uh, did not work for them so the designers from the states were left with useless backdrops that didn't fit for the space 
they were also wearing designer egos uh, and a wholesome tantrum that allegedly ended with both him and the choreographer Kate Thompson walking out of the rehearsal. Uh, there was, um, I'm inserting here this, uh, there were uh, rumors uh, saying that Oscar de la Renta wanted to close the show and uh, there were egos and Holston wanted also to close the show because he was doing a lot of evening wear and um, also there were rumors that Holston brought in Liza Minnelli to uh, perform while he was showing his own collection but uh, the other designers felt that he would be outshined by the uh, star and uh, may help his image and they threatened to bring their own celebrities such as Raquel Welch so it was decided that Liza Minnelli will uh, work throughout uh, the designers and uh, tie in uh, the show by doing the opening uh, and also at the end she closed the show so also Oscar de la Renta decided that he wanted to, to do the closing and he said to somebody well ask Holston to call me if he has any issues with that and he was prepared to <laughs> to create another battle between the two designers but uh, Holston being so chic and elegant and that's why I love him he never called him so he allowed him to be the last whatever um, that's what Holston said and um, anyway that was a little insert and a little gossip okay so Liza Minnelli going back to the um, article Liza Minnelli who had come to perform during the show saved the day by giving a, a rousing speech to the effect of quote the show must go on end of quote so she gave them a little information and a little uplifting uh, speech and that worked okay so and go on it did the show went on with princess grace of monaco elizabeth taylor and andy warhol in attendance josephine baker an american uh, performer but she was living in paris at the time she opened for the french um who proceeded to put on a two and a half hour performance long they had an orchestra more than one live rhinoceroses and elaborate 17th century inspired sets. It was grandiose and opulent, but overly formal. The focus didn't seem to be on the clothes or on the models, but on the showing off the resources they put into the project. Quote, the French had a lot going on stage but it was much more rooted in tradition and in history they were aiming for something Marie Antoinette would have uh, recognized end of quote the Washington Post fashion credit Robin Givan, Givan told Harper's Bazaar Robin Givan also wrote the book uh, the Battle of Versailles by the way so if the French show had the stale energy of an antiquated opera house the americans had the energized zinc of a broadway debut in part thanks to minelli one of holston's closest friends minelli had recently won an oscar for her role in cabaret 
She was the common thread throughout the American show, opening and closing each of the five designers' segments. The lack of lavish sets emphasized the performance and, of course, the clothes. They utilized dramatic lighting and music and had the models dancing and voguing. I'm going to insert a little bit here about the model situation because a lot of African-American uh, models, uh, they were considered at the time to be uh, showroom models and they were really glamorous and beautiful, but they were not out there as being the top models of the industry in the 1970s because at the time, uh, uh, the, Caucasian, uh, I, I, the Caucasian models, they were considered to be the most preferred uh, to present uh, the collection and the uh, black uh, African-American designer uh, 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 models they had they had to to outshow shine them with their personality so they all had this amazing theatrical uh, beautiful gorgeous energetic personalities and they brought these personalities to the show now why did they bring these personalities to the show some of the Caucasian girls uh, they said uh, and they were not paid that much money because the show was on a budget because after all it was for fun for raising funds for the museum uh, the, the palace so they were not paying uh, a lot of money to the models, so uh, some of the showroom girls, including the African-Americans, they decided to go there and have fun anyway because they were loving Paris. The idea of going to Paris, they ex excited them. So uh, they didn't get paid that much. Uh, some of the girls, like Lauren Hatton, it's saying uh, that uh, she refused to go uh, because she didn't feel that show was important enough but she was wrong so when the girls went there they brought their lively beautiful theatrical personalities and they made the show okay so that is part of history um like i said they utilized dramatic lighting and music and had the models dancing and voguing it's it was like a disco situation okay so the uh American uh, segment, this is a quote now, the American segment pulsed with the vibrancy of the groovy disco era and a more liberated view of femininity, uh, end of quote, Women's Wear Daily explains. Compared with the lengthy French segment, the Americans' 30-minute portion was so captivating that the audience threw their programs up in the air, not once, but twice. The Americans were unanimously victorious. The next day, headline uh, for Women's Wear Daily read, quote, Americans came, they sued, and they conquered. End of quote. And the fashion world was permanently changed that snowy November night. By many accounts, the Americans' inclusion of black models like Pat Cleveland, Alva Chin, Billy Blair, and Bethan Hardinson uh, was what put them over the edge. Their presence was surprising for the time, and they stole the show. According to Pat Cleveland, 
the careers of many American models and black American models in, models in particular were set on an upward trajectory from that day forward, quote, after Versailles, they couldn't get enough of those girls, end of quote, Cleveland told in Style magazine. Quote, it was mostly Seventh Avenue girls that uh, were coming to Europe after 73 and they were very welcomed. Things were changing. It taught how to do with the music, dancing and the fun that people were having. It brought a liveliness to everything instead of just being in a couture house that was very silent ladies having tea and looking at girls walking around the room end of quote quote so much of what happened at versailles was really a reflection of the times end of quote Gifan, who authored a book about the event said it was a reflection of uh, what was going on politically and socially in terms of race relations the Americans emphasized ready-to-wear, sportswear, and fashion as a kind of entertainment and a woman's freedom to choose her own style of dress, end of quote. Following the event, American designers' sales started to boom abroad. Gifan said that while it was an accomplishment for those involved, the true beneficiaries were the designers that came after the five adversaries. Quote, so much of the stress of Versailles for people like Oscar de la Renta, Bill Blas, and Bill Blas was this feeling that they had to, pro to prove themselves worthy of Paris. Um, end of quote. She told Harper's Bazaar, quote, I think for the designers who came after them, they were freed uh, of that pressure. I think they are so freed of that and they have such a sense of pride of the importance of an American point of view. I think one of the reasons designers like Mark Jacobs or uh, Alexander Wong can go to work uh, for, uh, for um, uh, Parisian fashion houses like Balenciaga or uh, Louis Vuitton is because of the kind of weight that uh, Versailles show lifted from the American fashion industry but also the transformation that happened on the French side in terms of the respect for what the Americans were doing, end of quote. The energy of the fashion industry shifted that day in 1973. The Americans won and nobody really lost. So this is the end of this article and um, I hate to be repetitive, but I felt um, it was very eloquently said, uh, whatever I said uh, in the previous podcast, and I felt uh, if you wanted to, to have the opportunity to, to get um, a more precise version of what I already spoke to you about. I hope you like and enjoy. Okay, let's do this. Repeat after me. Let's affirm this. 
let's mean this let's expect this let's desire this let's transform this reality into this affirmation everything that i need i already have everything that i have is all that i need anything i desire i will receive because my reality is created by me i'm successful i'm peaceful i'm free and i'm wise i have potential energy and like a phoenix i shall rise 